AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it. Now release slowly. Again. Deep inhale. Hold. Release. Repeating internally to yourself as you connect to my voice. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I am deeply well. I'm Debbie Brown, and this is the Deeply Well Podcast. Welcome to Deeply Well, 
a soft place to land in your journey, a podcast for those that are curious, creative, and ready to expand in higher consciousness and self-care. This is where we heal. This is where we become. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Debbie Brown. Again, this is Deeply Well. This episode, I want to talk about creativity. I shared a couple episodes ago that I've been kind of in my bag with creativity. Uh, Very gratefully, I say that. I think that is something that is such a big theme for our collective consciousness right now is reclaiming our creativity. Very often, uh, for those that have done some rebirthing or inner child healing, a big focus is on childlike play and reconnecting to the things that we loved in childhood. But depending on what your life has looked like, your experiences, your current circumstances, you know, that can feel really foreign. You know, this idea that play is easy, it's kind of fun to poke and prod that a little bit because at its foundation, it absolutely is. It's it's simplicity at its finest. It is giving yourself over to your innate natural emotions and you know, being enthused with the experiences around you and activating your imagination and having a fearlessness to try new things, to look silly, you know, to do whatever movements feel good. For those who have young children, I think we know that all too well, our kids are always making, you know, these kind of faces where I'm like, I didn't even know your face could twist like that. How did you think to do that? Or, you know, my son in particular is the king of play. His imagination just, um, it inspires me endlessly. But, you know, depending on life and and all the things, just becoming an adult, you get naturally disconnected. Play is actually hard. You know, when I first had my son, I found it really hard to engage in play. I felt like I needed to be doing something or, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't really lock in in that way, especially because, you know, you're working with developmental ages that you've passed. But The core of play is kind of leaning into this natural connection to creativity that you don't have to think about. You know, that's really the essence of play. It's creation. It's creating joy from nothing. It is, you know, expanding your heart and mind and being fearless to create something to do in that moment, something to feel good about. And connecting to it in that way can really start to be something not only healing, but very beautiful. Now, when you take it a step past that and you use that kind of incredible energy, uh, you can also unlock deeper, higher layers of your purpose. You can really come into an ownership of yourself and your path that can be profound and that cannot be taken from you. So, Taking time to investigate and invest in one's creativity, it's really such a sacred devotional act. And it is very uncomfortable, especially if you're not used to allowing that kind of freedom into your expression, um, into yourself, or, you know, for whatever reasons you have limiting beliefs that make you question if you could or you should, or, you know, if you're worthy enough, if you're smart enough, if you're XXXXX, you know, all insert all words enough. Um, And the truth is always that you are, we are. And so sinking into the patience that is required to cultivate creativity is something that I have come to have a tremendous amount of reverence for. 
uh, I didn't really realize, I think, uh, until this year when some of those deeper elements of my creativity began to really just like burst from the seams, I didn't realize how much time it actually takes to create your container. And I often think about life and spiritual expression and practices and devotion in terms of container. You know, the word container, it is something that is kind of the parameter, um, the holding, the space holding for whatever the experience is. And so, you know, when I'm working, um, when I'm having retreats or when I'm working one-on-one, I often take a lot of time to explain to who I'm with that we are setting the container for our experience together, our time together. Um, At retreats I do, it's, you know, it's really, we're setting the container for the entire group and how we'll all be held by this experience. Um, You know, in a private conversation, even with friends or family, it could really look like saying, you know, let's set the container for this conversation. My intention is to be in community with you, in conversation with you, with an open heart and open mind, you know, kind of walking in with it the parameters, the structure for what is happening and bringing forward some intention setting uh, and open-heartedness is having a container for something. And so when it comes to really bringing your creativity to life and making it uniquely your own, because, you know, we can watch all all the hack videos and things like that. And, you know, if you listen to this show, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm kind of a purist and I don't, I want everyone to come into their highest expression as themselves and by themselves, but with support, you know, but it's really our inner journey. And so, you know, I, I try to abstain, uh, abstain from getting a lot of influence from other places. And I've, I've really worked to train myself to lean into my own divine inspiration and to trust it immediately. And I think that that is something that has very powerfully led my life and that's something that's open and available to each one of us. Um, But part of that is, you know, building your intuition, really being in practice with checking in with your gut, with uh, creating that channel um, to your higher self, to your higher power. But it can be powerful. You know, leaning into your divine inspiration is a feeling. I know some listening know it well, and you might be saying, "Mm." (laughs) It's a feeling that it's it's pretty indescribable and it's also deeply connected to the idea of being a sovereign being uh, or being in your sovereignty, which is incredibly important. Um, and I think most especially in this day and age for women to come into that space. Um, but everything is a creation. You know, we, we use the word creativity. Of course, the root word is probably create, creation, creator. It's all in the same vein of being in active participation with whatever is in front of you, being in active participation with your life, Um, co-creating with the divine, right? Co-creating your healing, creating something. Creativity is, it's really the, the blood coursing through your veins that's in service to whatever it is you are creating. But every single thing we do is a creation. Everything we do is us co-creating. 
And that's why in previous episodes I've shared, uh, one that comes to mind is a favorite with my dearest sister, my beloved uh, Layla Dahlia. What we talked about on there was, you know, you can create anything. You can co-create anything, including your own pain, just like you can co-create your healing and you can co-create, you know, the higher vision you have for yourself in your life and all the ways you're meant to use your brilliance, your wisdom, your skill sets, you know, your purpose in service to more. So when we are beginning to set the stage to really embody the power of being an active creator in this life and in every interaction that you have, both perceivedly big and small, it's important to create the container of creativity. And when we start doing the work and when we start looking at ourselves with reverence, with trust, with confidence in our abilities, uh, it becomes a lot easier to create that container. You start to just kind of notice, what do I need to invoke my creativity? What do I need to invoke my inner genius, my inner muse, my inner artist? And that is uniquely our own, which is why I think, you know, again, TikTok videos are dope, all the stuff. There's so much information. I was actually just looking some stuff up myself. Um, But it's important to not just recreate what's in front of you. That can be a good starting point. You know, um, getting that initial bump to get those wheels turning, to get those hands moving, um, to get that vision clear, to get that aesthetic refined. But ultimately, it's important to really look at your own life and your experiences and your wants, your needs, your desires, your tastes, your likes, your dislikes as the inspiration Uh, for what that container is going to look like. So a couple episodes ago, I shared kind of what my journey has been, especially as many know right now, I'm in the midst of um, finalizing my book, Living in Wisdom, that I cannot wait to get to you. Um, Huge shout out to GCP Balance. So it's been really important for me to create this space. And I think I was looking at that from the lens, especially of having written a book um, a little bit over six years ago and remembering how incredibly uh, stressful that was and how I got everything out that I wanted to say. But it was kind of a lot of agony to get to that place, to create a structure that made sense to my unique brain on how to get my work out of me. And so part of the way that I'm, showing up in my life in this last year, and I feel really strongly this year coming, it's about creating the systems and the structures that are supportive to what I'm meant to birth in the world, to the various things I'm meant to birth in the world. Uh, And I know that's true for each of us because every single person living, every single person connecting to my voice right now has something the earth desperately needs, truly. Whatever that is, and it doesn't have to be so big, right? And it's not, nothing is too small. It's, it doesn't matter what size it is or what it looks like, but every single person on this earth has something that the rest of us could really be changed by. Um, so it's important that we lean into the truth of what we're here to do, which is to create always, whatever that is. It's creating 
goodness between, you know, you and another. It's creating perhaps a piece of art or writing a book or it's creating a moment. Um, Whatever it is, we are always doing it. And I found that, you know, the only times we really get stagnated or unable to move forward or unable to advance in our lives or in our goals for our own inner healing, consciously, subconsciously, it's when we stop creating. Um, Most specifically, when we stop making choices, because choices are creation. Every time you make a choice, whatever it is, to stand still, to move forward, to backtrack, to stay, to go, to do this, do that, have this conversation, Every single choice is something that you are consciously creating and it now has its own path and now has its own timeline. It now has its own consciousness and it's existing in some form and always will, you know, so it's just, it's important to look at all of that. Um, And so as we think to create our container, uh, one of the things that I was doing was I've had this office in my house for many years and I've worked out of it for many years, but it was never my preference. I would always find myself going to, you know, like a co-working station or for a little bit of time I rented some space and I don't know why I just couldn't really lock into being in this room. And as I shared recently, you know, I took several weeks to just get it in this kind of shape that brought me to life. And so Uh, my office has a bathroom attached to it. And so in the bathroom, I kind of turned that into like my little inner child room. So when I was going through these boxes, I got out of storage and I was looking at my whole life in front of me. (laughs) I picked out some things that really resonated and continue to resonate with who I am now that really show me the truth of myself and my life. And, you know, the fact that I've really always been myself And, you know, that along with some pictures and even a couple stickers, um, I kind of have just like put them everywhere, kind of like a kid too, just like taped up everywhere, Um, which is kind of unlike me because I am very, uh, I'm very David Beckham with the way, with my aesthetic. But yeah, so I did that in that room. And then in my actual office, I got everything in the exact tip top shape it needed to be. I then brought in, um, I created an altar that's just for my office and my creativity that includes um, a really beautiful statue of Shiva and Pavarti and a huge amethyst crystal candles, um, a sacral chakra bell, a mala, and a big piece of fluorite, a piece of kunzite, a piece of citrine, a piece of moldavite, and um, some beautiful stones that I got from one of my breathwork teachers. And so it's set up on this little table and it's my creativity altar. And every day I kind of walk over to it and I ring the bell um, and I just love it being here. So that was one of the things that was important to me. I also have this small stack of books out that are inspiration books for me. Um, One of them is this book that I've been obsessed with the last uh, maybe six months or so. It's called uh, The Book of Obscure Sorrows. Oh my God, it is like, I can totally be a certified sad girl. And it is a book that just says all these things that I've always thought. I'm like, what he created a word for that? It's really brilliant. Um, I also have a few books of poetry, one of Hafiz and one of 
my favorite Rumi. And then I have a copy of a book that I love dearly called The Way of Mastery. And so those are always books that inspire me. I've read them a million times, um, especially the the latter ones that I mentioned. So sometimes I'll just walk in my office, I take a few deep breaths, I activate my Reiki, meditate a little bit, and then I read a couple pages and then I get going Um, because I got a lot of work to do. So (laughs) then I'm at it. But doing that, I created a collage board. I really love collaging. Um, It's something that I kind of do to activate every project that I work on, whether I'm working for a company on some meditations or, you know, one of the multitude of things. But for everything that I do, I usually give it its own collage of inspiration um, that has images of things that are my muses, people that are my muses right now. And I have fun turning it into like a little mini art piece. And I found that that just really kind of energetically connects me to whatever I'm working on. And then I put it up and, you know, for the entirety of the length of whatever project I'm a part of, you know, I look at it as I'm working on it and it keeps me, I think, especially as someone that kind of has a multitude of projects happening at one time, it really anchors me and connects me instantly into what I'm working on in that moment. So I really love making those. I'm looking at the one um, that I have up right now for my book and it makes me smile. I also have... um different, you know, different invocative totems, you know, different things and symbols that really speak to me. I kind of pop up different places and um, and then I get everything laid out that I need to see to do my work well um, and to get, you know, my brain flowing. So those are some of the ways that I set the container here. And I always kind of turn on a playlist, playlist as soon as I get to my office. Um, and it takes me a couple minutes to settle in, but now that I have taken the time to um, kind of activate it in this way, uh, also, you know, got my files all in order. It's, it's very nice and tidy. Um, I'm able to get going pretty quickly, and I really appreciate that. So that is my container for creativity. And I also have to feed it by, you know, before I start my work day. Um, I have a little program of things that I do, cold plunge, take a walk outside, um, get my kitty off to school, have some coffee, have, you know, a little something. And then um, I get moving and I, I like to stay in silence for about 20, 30 minutes. And then I get in my office and I get going. And so that has been, um, that's been really special especially the last several weeks. It's been really special. So consider that on your path to creativity, you know, creating a container for each thing that you're doing. And that container can be like a collage. It can be its own little journal or its own little area or its own little file folder. But it's something that, you know, every time you open it, um, you're able to instantly activate and deepen in what you're doing. And I think, you know, in wisdom tradition, when you think of, the way um, people have Hindu deities or any kind of deities that people work with, you know, the correct way to do it is to put it in an enclosed space and give it offerings. And then when you open the door, the energy expands and it fills you, but then you close the door. So you're housing the energy that you're tending to within whatever this container or vessel is. 
So it's very similar to that. Um, I found the way some of that creative energy can flow. You know, at the end of every night, I make sure the door is always closed. All the lights are always off. I kind of put the room to bed. And then when I come in the morning, as I explained, I kind of wake it up. And I've just found that that really is creating some potency. There really is kind of a felt experience in here that's so supportive to the act of creation and to getting your ideas out and really standing in your fullest expression for whatever you happen to be working on. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. 
Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Deeply. Wow. So that is one of the ways I have been experiencing creativity lately. I've also been really uh, connecting to different hobbies. So I don't think I've shared this on the show yet, but I was tweeting about it and I put it in my threads and on my Instagram and all those places. And, um, you know, I was, I was thinking about some of the ways that I feed myself. I'm a lifelong learner. I know so many that listen to this show are. We are always trying to kind of sink our teeth into something, um, expand into something. And so I love to learn. I always have. I have always been fascinated, interested, deeply curious, and actively pursuing a lot of different things at the same time, sometimes very contrasting things. Which kind of leans into, you know, when I previously had my career in broadcasting, you know, I, I was on the radio or was doing the Grammy red carpets, but then on the weekends or with my vacation time, I was disappearing and I was doing, you know, meditation teacher training, breathwork teacher training, you know, over the last decade plus. And so sometimes things don't always go together, but I always trust my gut and I study what I feel interested in at the time, even if I'm building kind of like my own little study systems for it. So I love to do that. So when I think of free time, I almost never Netflix and chill. It's always kind of like, get out that big book and your highlighter and also open your computer so you can do secondary research on something that interests you. (laughs) Ah, yeah, that's me. I'm just myself. So one of the things that I love to do every year is decide what is the theme that I want to study for this year. And I usually pick anywhere between like one, three, sometimes even five, if they're kind of shallower topics, things that I'm going to spend the year kind of exploring in my free time. So if I get a bit of free time, that's when I might read a book on that subject or, you know, watch some videos or make some calls, meet with some people that are experts in that space. Um, do deeper research. I love, love, love to research constantly. And so this year, I've kind of done that. Um, A big priority I have for my year this year is I'm working with a new healing modality within the energy family that I'm really excited about. Not going to call it out right now, but I will share it in the future. Um, And I actually think I might have my teacher on the show, but I'm a Reiki master a few times over. I I work with Usui, Holy Fire, and Karuna. And then I'm also attuned to two other energy systems um, that I cannot name at this time, but uh, two other energy systems that I love to work with. And so energy is really important to me. And it's a big part of the um, the way I move. And so There's a new system that I've been really interested in um, that I think can be so beneficial and so supportive to the work that I do. So I'm in a 12-month program working towards that. And then I also decided, because I got into yoga in the last couple of years, um, I decided to just go ahead and do a teacher training for yoga. And so I'm going to do that this year. And one of the things I'm excited, um, you know, it's not necessarily something I'm going to actively teach, 
but I love immersing myself into something when I know I want to master it or I want to gain personal expertise for my own body in it. And then I like to, if I'm able, push myself, um, if I'm able time-wise and, you know, money-wise, I like to push myself and just do the teacher training because it holds you accountable and you get a really high caliber understanding of something that you're doing. I love doing teacher trainings. That's how I learn best. It's how I kind of can be accountable, can commit to something. Um, So I'm going to do that. I'm doing a 200-hour one this year that I start uh, next month. So I'm really excited for that. And I kind of had to slip and slide it all over my schedule. Like I'm traveling a lot this year. So even when I'm at the Black Effect Podcast Festival, which just got announced this week, um, I'll be doing my panel and then I'll be going to my hotel room to do one of the virtual classes. with the rest of my my classmates um, from the hotel for a couple of hours. So I, I love stuff like that. I love to get down like that. Um, but quick break. Speaking of, Black Effect Podcast Festival has officially been announced. It is happening in Atlanta, April 24th. And I will be doing a live podcast on the main stage. I have two amazing guests that are going to be joining me um, that I will announce later. So I'm really excited to be there. So if you plan to be in Atlanta, uh, I can't wait to see you at the festival. Please come up. Let's talk about the show. Let's, um, you know, let's connect. I'm really excited. I'll have more, more and more and more to say on that as we continue to ramp up and get closer to the date. So those are some things that I'm studying more deeply this year. Um, I've also taken on a couple new hobbies. So I'm taking a sewing class and I just got a sewing machine and I've been practicing sewing. That is something that I want to start to begin my learning in. So I'm going to go slowly, but sewing is a hobby this year. And so is tennis. Um, Tennis. I just started playing a little bit during winter break. And I just found that I feel so free doing that. Um, So I'm really excited to kind of get a chance to do that maybe a couple times a month this year and, and see how it feels. And, you know, that's something that once you get uh, some connection to, you can continue playing for the rest of your life. So really looking forward to doing that. And let's see, what are some, I think that's kind of what I'm focused on with some of the free space in my life, but also other hobbies that I'm always actively pursuing are like astronomy, fascinated by it, love to study astronomy, love to stargaze, astrology, obsessed, Gardening. Um, gardening is a really, really special hobby in my life. Photography, painting. I love to paint, drawing. I love to draw, especially with my son. He is such an artist. Building different things. I have like a little workshop bench in the garage. Like I like to just put stuff together um, and collecting. So I feel like I'm never bored. <laughs> I always feel kind of really full and engaged and you know, kind of having all of those things that interest me really keep my creativity alive. So I feel really grateful to have a chance to kind of sink into stuff that um, interests me. So ah, consider, you know, what are a couple of things that you may want to learn on YouTube? Take a class and see if there's a local, you know, community um, 
space to do something, maybe free Tai Chi classes in the park or, you know, whatever it is. Um, what are a couple of things that you could add to your year that can help kind of keep that flame sparked inside for all the other work that you're called to do? I want to share too, one of the things that I promised myself I do this year. Uh, last year, I traveled a lot for work. I was gone, gone, gone. And it was amazing. I worked with incredible people. I learned so much. I had fun, but also it was uh, really exhausting. And I'm a mother of a five-year-old and I don't want to have that much movement in my life at this point in his childhood. And so I have, you know, I kind of told myself that this year I was going to cut down work travel by about 75%. And then I was going to try to up my personal pleasure travel by about 30%. So that's travel that I do with my son and then travel that I can do quickly and slowly by myself. And so this past weekend, I did that. At the last second, um, I decided to book a flight to San Francisco, which I live in LA. So San Francisco is such a beautiful flight. It's like 45 minutes. You might be in traffic for 100 hours once you leave the airport, but <laughs> I was only you know on the plane for 45 minutes. So I popped up to San Fran. Um, I met up with one of my best friends in the world. And we, I had like maybe 30 hours in the city and I can't even begin to tell you, it was truly one of the best days of my life. Like one of the best weekends of my life. I had such a blast. Um, a group of us were out there together. And so a very small group, but we started out by having this impeccable Thai dinner with like the most mind-blowing scallops I've ever had. And it was Oh my God, it was delicious. Met people out, drove around the city, went to sleep. The next morning, woke up and we went to the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. And again, I was with one of my best friends, April. We just have the most beautiful friendship that I'm so grateful for. And we have such a shorthand with one another, um, such just such a fun, beautiful, loving deep, connected relationship. And we're just so similar in our travel styles and in the things that we're interested in. So we just have the most special time together whenever we're together. And so she and I got up and we went to the museum and both of us, uh, one of our favorite artists is Kusama. And so Kusama had a installation um, at that museum. She did two kind of experiential cubes that are just mind-blowing. I put them on my stories on Instagram um, this weekend, so you might have seen it. But we checked out her exhibit, and it was like, gah, ah. And then don't let me free in a museum gift shop, getting all like the artists merch. Um, so it was, yeah, it was very lit. Um, but then also while we were at the museum, I had a chance to check out a few other exhibits that I really felt like God called me to the museum like just to see that. And one of those exhibits was from an artist named Wolfgang Tillmans, and it was called To Look Without Fear. And it was this very provocative photo series um, that was just exhibited in such an interesting way. It was actually kind of like I was explaining I did to my bathroom, like they hung up all of like his art in this museum with like push pins and the walls and like paper clips. <laughs> so it looked like almost like a kid's, not even a kid's, it just looked like a person's bedroom. 
you know, where you just kind of hack the things that interest you on the wall, just tack them up. Um, but it didn't have like any real rhyme or reason to it. It's just like, you know, I want to see this. So let me put it up. And it was really, really beautiful. And then there was this music exhibit. I will not even do it justice if I try to describe it to you, but I hope you, if you get a chance, Google it. And if you happen to be in the San Francisco area or it shows somewhere else, I just cannot tell you enough. The exhibit is called The Visitors. It's an immersive hour-long video installation that features individually recorded footage of several musicians. I'm not going to pronounce these correctly. Please forgive me. Ragnar, who is on guitar in a bathtub, warming up and playing instruments and singing, and all of his bandmates. And so they're all Icelandic artists, but they somehow ended up in this insane house from 1815 in upstate New York. They're all playing the same song, but they're doing their individual parts of the same song. And they're all in their own separate room in the house doing that song, this kind of like well-worn mansion in upstate New York. There's like a cannon outside. There's ambient sound. And each person is kind of hollow in their own room one person had a cello, one person had a guitar, a piano, another is singing. Um, everyone had their piece of the art in their own room, but they were all playing at the same time within this house. But none of them could hear one another, but we could hear all of them. Oh, I can't make it make sense, but it it was spectacular. I'll just never forget it. And I hope I get a chance to see it again. I was so moved by it. Oh God, so moved. So if you get a chance, check that out. It was called The Visitors. It's at the San Francisco Modern Art Museum. And it was originally filmed in 2012. So The Visitors Musical Exhibit. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous (laughs) of your generation that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Deeply well. After that, I then went to this really uh, cool Indian music store in Berkeley, and I got something that I love kind of collecting instruments. So I have like some sound bowls that I love. I have a uh, monochord that I play and some drums. Um, I like jamming out. And I've always, well, in the last few years, I've wanted a shruti box which is uh, an Indian instrument. And it kind of, I mean, not quite. It kind of looks like an accordion, but no keys. Um, But it's kind of a similar concept. Like it's the air pushing through um, to make the sound. And it's a very distinct sound. So I was able to get a shruti box there, which was really, really exciting uh, to me. (laughs) And then we had this incredible lunch at this really beautiful Creole restaurant with just delicious, delicious food. It, I mean, God, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. So we make it back from Berkeley, back to San Fran where we're staying. And then that night we kind of closed out the evening by going to Andre 3000 show, New Blue Sun, which uh, he is doing along with his band. Big shout out to Carlos Nino. And everyone that is a part of that incredible tour, shout out to Andre for his incredible album. I can't say anything about it. It's something you have to experience. And, you know, if footage from it gets released, you'll see it. But it is, 
an experience. It is an experience. And I am deeply inspired by that experience. If you get a chance to go to the show, um, it's the last day of February for me as I'm recording this. And so I know the show is in ATL this week and then it comes to LA. Uh, if you get a chance to see Andre 3000's New Blue Sun tour, drop everything that you're doing and get there. Uh, you will be changed. It is so inspiring, so inspiring, so inspiring. So uh, <laughs> there's just not words. So deep. I hope at some point he releases, um, you know, the footage if he wishes, and then you can see. But it is, uh, it's an experience like no other. And yeah, I left San Francisco so full. Um, the next day I went to brunch with a couple new friends. Um, we went to this beautiful, uh, place. I think it was like in little Italy. It's, it's like a mainstay. I think it's called Mama's and the Creole restaurant was called Angeline's. I don't remember the name of the Thai restaurant, but Mama's and it was delicious. And I had a blast and we had incredible conversation that was so nourishing and you know, and then I grabbed my suitcase and I ran it to an Uber and got on my flight and made it home in time for my son's basketball practice and got him to bed and got us a fresh start on Monday to go to school. But that, you know, that little 24 to, no, 24 to probably 30 hour trip, it did so much for my soul. So I'm going to try to make that a part of my life, whether it's, you know, catching like some quick little something somewhere or even just taking a drive um, or going to, you know, part of my own city that I don't get too often and kind of letting myself walk around for the afternoon or, you know, just kind of bring my senses to life. It was really special. So these are some of the ways I'm building my container for creativity. I'm getting, you know, some of the meaningful work that I'm so excited about this year out this is the way that I'm also, you know, inspiring uh, my own creativity and finding my muses and my bursts of inspiration. And so far, it has felt utterly divine. And I feel so grateful to have tapped into whatever this flow is that I'm connected to right now in this moment. So thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Oh, yeah. And one more thing that I'm doing that I wanted to share that has been kind of fun. So I don't get any service where I live. I never have. And I kept trying to get these boosters and it doesn't work. And so I ended up getting a house line and I have like a few house phones scattered throughout the house. And so, you know, for people in my close life, I'm like, hey, hit me on the landline. It has been so fun hearing that phone ring in my house. I've only had it for a couple of weeks, but it has felt so good hearing this like ancient sound. <laughs> ring off in my house. It's actually been like very uh, regulating, nourishing, nostalgic in the best way. Um, I do not like having my phone on me. So I just kind of put my phone away and then I hear that and I love it. And I've gotten uh, several clocks that I've placed around my house so that, you know, I stay connected to the time or I'm able to see, you know, if I'm meditating, how much time has passed, all the things. But it's felt really nice to remember what life felt like at some point in my childhood where you needed a clock to know what time it is. You needed to know how to read the time, not digitally. And you got these sporadic phone calls that you couldn't really control. And the ring would just, you know, go and you'd be like, oh, wonder who that is. 
and you answer the phone and you talk and that has been nice. I love it. All right, something to consider for this week. Consider for your soul work, uh, what does your creativity container look like if you have one? And if you have one, is there a way to spend some time refining it? You know, I think our creativity containers can stand to be kind of zhuzhed uh, every so often, maybe every spring equinox or, you know, once or twice a year. So is there any refresh that you want to do? Is there any new kind of art or experience you want to bring into that container? Uh, maybe some incense even, or, you know, just move things around, get creative with the placement of things. And if you don't currently have a creativity container, what could yours look like? What could you start kind of putting up on the wall? And don't be scared to get it wrong. You know, it doesn't have to look perfect. Right now, probably to, you know, the average person, my office probably looks nuts, but it looks beautiful to me and supportive to me. So figure out what that looks like for you and give yourself a couple of months to kind of expand into that, to move things around before you settle on anything, you know, play with it, have fun with it, put some stuff on the wall, take it down, change it here, do this, you know, take a few months, but see what kind of atmosphere you can create in your own setting that lends itself to activating your creativity. And if you do, take some pictures and send them my way. Let me know. Tag me at Debbie Brown at Deeply Well. Thank you for joining the show. I'll be back next week. Namaste. 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 The content presented on Deeply Well serves solely for educational and informational purposes. It should not be considered a replacement for personalized medical or mental health guidance and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, it is advisable to consult with your healthcare provider or health team for any specific concerns or questions that you may have. Connect with me on social at Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or you can go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, don't forget, please rate, review, and subscribe and send this episode to a friend. Deeply Well is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jacquees Thomas, Samantha Timmons, and me, Debbie Brown. The beautiful sound bath you heard? That's by Gerilyn Glass from Crystal Cadence. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. 
Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.